Who's a podcast? What's a podcast? I'm a podcast. You're a podcast. <laughs> the podcast known as Excalibur. Um, all right. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to Five by the Sword, where I explain Judge Dredd. Yes. Weird, um, off-brand uh, uh, Excalibur-themed Judge Dredd. Hi, everybody. Hmm. It's been a minute. Yep. Um, That's Fi. I'm Tass. I'm <laughs> one of us knows about comics. The other one also knows about comics, but not the same comics. Yeah, I know way less about comics. This is <laughs> this is uh was this is this is the last like uh Alan Davis like thing for a while, right? Uh yeah, for a good long while oh, until f- uh forty two. We really gotta savor it. <laughs> this is our last chance before the fill-in error. Yeah. For losing Alan Davis, uh, fucking Claremont is not gone yet, I don't think. Not gone, but also not going to be there a lot. Yeah. Slowly fading off into, into the end of existence. Slowly um, getting pushed out of his uh, all of his comic books. This issue... Like the one we're talking about current, like right now, which because we're talking about issues twenty three and twenty four, uh, the these were supposed to be the last like with air quotes, uh, cross time caper, like chapters, mm-hmm. right? Um, yep. And then they kept going because that's the way these things work. Well, oh no, uh, yeah, the, the the it originally was going to be nine, and now it, we're on issue twelve of nine. Okay, so I guess we're I finally just, ending. I guess I've just lost like when and Lo- where. It, yeah. There's been a lot of cross time caper, you must understand. Yes, we have capered so many places. This issue, like, is like m- there's more in this one issue than like the entirety of the like Excalibur two part goes to like funny medieval fantasy uh, England. Yes, like this one is just nuts. Like there's just it's like it's dense. Um, with a lot of bullshit. Um, but yeah. And and we start off with the cover page showing us both a Judge Dredd and a Days of Future Past reference. Yeah, it's like a very British Judge Dredd. (laughs) I mean, which makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Of all the places to become a fascist hell state, uh, (laughs) Britain is one of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, a, a day is a future past. Uh, reference with Kitty Pride with uh, guns pointing at her. Um, Don't worry, one day I'll explain what a day is a future past is. Oh no, this is a threat. This is a threat. <sighs> How do we even like explain the start of this issue? So like, I don't think I ever quite understood why the bad guys are doing the things they're doing outside of like they're like an evil crime syndicate yeah they're evil crime bosses yeah wanting to do evil crime yeah because it opens up with like a uh looking into an orb as these things often go (laughs) it doesn't start with ooh this time yeah peering into the memory orb um 
this is this is McGick, right? This is Ilyana Yeah, that's McGick. Yeah. Who is like a child in this? Yeah. Or is they just supposed to be uh, short? It's unclear. Uh she is like 15. So yeah. I count that as a child, yeah. Yeah, so a child, but not the current child in in the real world yeah, where she's right. 7. I forgot. I forgot in the normal continuity she has gone back to being a small child. Yeah. Um, as opposed to this where she's a 15-year-old. Um, Kitty Pride's there, but it's not our Kitty Pride, despite being dressed exactly like her, which is yeah. a lot a part of the point. Um, a, a raid happens while they're doing yeah. like a thing. Like, Ileana is using like magic to make like a doll that she like throws into the orb um which is gonna like force them to come to this world this this yeah. uh uh fascist yep. uh judge dreadian uh britain yeah <laughs> mega city uh, uh 2a <laughs> a governor ugh ugh <laughs> that was that was that wasn't even a joke. Just 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 shoot me right now. Uh, I'll, I'll at the end of this. Um, <laughs> but oh no, just a car bull is on their on their tail. Um, fucking things the, occur. Yeah the the astral proje- projection pops out of widget. Yeah, uh, and it's just like, and and somehow that makes them pop into uh, Mega City Two. Yeah, um, I do like them traveling around on the train through the like the rainbow dimension. That oh part's yeah, cool. Just it, it's very much like a a, a Doctor Strange like background. Mm-hmm. Just rainbows and lightning. But yeah, we're in the middle of um, the, I don't know what you call them, the mutant crime syndicate. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very unclear. The details are not important, but it's also just hard to like explain. But like, yeah, look, it's Kitty and her two roommates. Yes. uh, Ileana and uh, Doug Ramsey, who is uh, dead in the normal continuity. Yes. Yeah. I I do like the uh they're arguing over like the Jessicar being there because they have like you know like you don't have legal authority to crash into our uh penthouse I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh I do love the line is like you should have stayed dead Doug Ramsey. <laughs> it was a legal re- resurrection. Early deranged. Uh but I'll it all gets interrupted by fucking um a train hits the penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we call a 9-11 reference. <laughs> oh, fuck. Privatize this. <laughs> oh, fuck. Privatize this British rail. Oh, man. I don't think I've ever noticed, unless it's just like, like, that their, like, train has a sword on it. That's cool. I like that. Um... I, don't think I mean, their train has been like 37 different things at this point. Yes. 
it's been really busted up in various like issues, um, which you know always questions why they're still using a fucking train. But I guess like, like why are they using the whole fucking train? I guess. Um, it's more roomy than the lighthouse was. Yeah, that's fair. That's actually a kind of a bummer. Is like, I, I like. At least up to now, we've never really seen much of inside the train. It would have been interesting to see kind of like a, a cross section of like how everybody's like living yeah. in it. I always love that kind of stuff when you like est- establish like a uh, an eccentric living space like that. Um, and yeah, sure. cu- cut out cut out one of the two ep- two issues that we don't like, yeah. and just have an issue that's about them having to deal with living in the train. Yeah, or even like a half issue on that. Yeah. Um. Things go pear-shaped real fast. Um, uh, it it just goes all over the place. People are... Like, uh, Kitty gets uh, pushed out by an unseen hand. Yes. I wonder... Don't worry, that won't come up again. And so... (laughs) Megan and uh, (laughs) and Brian go to save them. And oh no, the air is acid. Yeah. Megan's uh, 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 deep connection to the Earth uh, is uh, problematic here because all of the Earth is poisoned and polluted and dying. Uh, Some kind of dystopian Earth. Yeah, so it just kills her to be here. So she's like boiling as she's just in the open air, which is frankly horrifying. Uh, Not as horrifying as uh, seeing this universe's equivalent of Kurt, who's British. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tragically. He 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 got both his mutation and his Germanness fixed. Oh god. Oh man. Um. But yeah, the uh, Brian and pretty much everybody gets zapped by the uh, by these stun guns. Yeah. Because they're using mutant powers, and mutant powers are illegal. Yeah, it's, just, it's illegal to be a superhero. Yeah, which is dumb, but sure. It's illegal to be a superhero, illegal to be mutants, which is, uh, funny. Um, fucking Ileana just shoes them out, uh, uh, like the Justicars, and basically, like, um, the only people that, like, stay in the penthouse are are Rachel and, uh, Alistair, along with a sinister-looking Ileana, who's, uh, poorly colored in this panel. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it's just the- taking this to digital didn't go well. <clears throat> I mean, one of the eyes is just straight up uncolored, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, back to back to Brian and Megan. Oh no, they fell in the soup. Yeah, they're really going through it. Um, <laughs> Turns out the the ocean is not any better than the air. Yeah. We get a very like quick like, uh, like pollution's bad kids moment. Um, <laughs> our native environment for all the damage we've done must seem like paradise compared to this. Uh, it's a very like oh no, if you don't recycle kids, this is what the world will turn into. And Megan catches on fire, touching the water just like she used the Ohio River. <laughs> what a reference. <laughs> It's a it's a kick ass looking shot where like Brian is like yeah. dragging them both out of the soup and they're on fire. Yeah. yeah, out of the burning ocean. It's fucking crazy. It's a really metal panel. 
Plus, you know, props for Brian actually getting to be like a hero for once. And I just yeah, don't... he gets just to do hero stuff that doesn't involve punching someone and doing a pratfall. Or, yeah, having pies thrown at him. <laughs> sentient pies. Sentient pies. Yes, sentient pies. Um, but, yeah, we we, uh, we uh, cut away from them on a grim portent where he's... They're, like, in a burning wreckage and a bunch of, like, ghouls are coming down from the rafters. Yeah. Instead, we go back to the most fascist uh, courtroom possible. <laughs> the English one. Yes. Just a big, big uh, English uh, emblem, I guess. Yeah. In, 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 a, in a falcon that's wings swoop around the, uh, the, the person being judged. I mean, it's, and it's the whole thing of, like, Kurt's trying to, like, appeal to, like... You know, we don't know your laws, and it's like the we're so fascist that it like that doesn't matter. You should just yeah. know, anyways. Well, you should deport me since I'm a foreigner. No, yeah. that's not how that works either. Um, yeah, you can't, can't you can't appeal to their better natures when they don't have one. Yes, they are British after all. But man, do we get to he gets thrown thrown in a jail cell? And there's there's some people in here. There's some boys. There's a Spider Man in here. Uh, the one thing I really want to say is, like, insanely on-the-nose imagery, where it's, like, saying, like, basically, like, the, like, uh, what could be more just than, uh, than you were fairly arrested, fairly tried, and fairly condemned. Obviously, none of those things are true. And, like, yes. the Union Jack eagle is, like, reflected in her, like, helmet visor. <laughs> yeah, that's just some good imagery. <laughs> But yeah, when he's taken to like lock up, it's just full of goobers. Uh, there's like a bug man named Brundle and a nose guy named Sid. Uh, there's a Davy Banner who is yeah. uh, just the Hulk, but he's very like Cro Magnon about it. Yeah. There's the like uh, Elephant Man. There's mm-hmm. a Spider Man. There's obviously Namor. <laughs> yeah, just, little just wing Namor. Feet. You can just see those little wing feet popping out from the bottom. And and in his little bikini brief. Yes. That's quite good. Um And there's also the most horrifying of all, a Megan. Yeah, there's there's this universe's version of Megan. Uh and she's she's very uh ghouly fish person looking. Yeah, she she's her original Megan. Oh, is that what her original Megan looked like? Yeah. Neat. Meanwhile, back down below. Uh, Brian is uh, fighting all of the ghouls. Everyone who has been mutated by the by the uh, horrible pollution, he's just beating up people who are, who are, who are the downtrodden. To be fair, they are trying to fucking eat him. So you they know. are trying to eat him. So it's a cool are- ass panel too. Like he, it's because you can really see the motion where it's like. It's it's like cult, like like the like a guy's careening into the ground from one punch and like yeah. sending another two guys into each other from that and like the then, next panel is him immediately getting overwhelmed as just swarms of these ghouls are d- diving onto him. Yeah, and these are some wizards ass ghouls. They are some wizards ass ghouls. Um, it's it's a cool bunch of panels and a, like Megan like saves the day, uh, because she turns into a giant hulking lizard woman with yeah. Uh, she she turns to the ultimate ghoul. The ultimate ghoul. <laughs> Although she just sort of bulldozes the rest of them away. Yeah. Uh, Brian got to have his hero moment, and then Megan got to have her hero moment. Yeah. 
And we they find get to out have their who... girl boss and male wife moments. Yeah. It's it's why they belong together. It's it's true. And it turns out, oh no, Kitty's dying because she doesn't have the superpowers that let her breathe the toxic air. Yes. And she she in her, in her dying moment she curses Eliana. She she did me dirty. Yeah. It's it's very it 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 it, it alternates very quickly between hackney and and kind of touching. Uh, similar problem that I complained about before, though, about like the whole like creating alternate versions of characters just to have them tearfully die is like silly, mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of neuters a bit of the impact. Um, yeah. But meanwhile, a fucked up thing gets to happen to Alistair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Man, the the we get to see Ileana and all her. <laughs> do, in her, you know, dark child outfit, and then she she becomes <laughs> comes a Rachel. Yes, she becomes a Rachel. She's like tapping into his heart's desire, um, which I fucking it's I don't know. It just feels creepy. It does. Um, I think it's supposed to feel creepy. Yeah, it's but it's like the there's like the the part that's supposed to be creepy is Ileana doing this shit. But the creepy part is Alistair being weird about Rachel. Um, I don't know. It it, it just feels weird. Mm. Continues to feel weird. Um, I I don't much care for Alistair as a character in general either. Uh, so it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Look, I find him incredibly average, except we're all supposed to think he's hot. Yeah, that part's fucking weird. He's he's like Reed Richards shaped, so like I don't know. Somebody's into that, but it certainly ain't me. Um. Hey, speaking of speaking of characters, uh, alternate versions of characters dying, so we feel sad. Yeah, I don't know. This one worked more though to me. Yeah, um, this one was better done. It's just we've got two versions. <laughs> yeah. Two- it happens twice. Yeah, two versions back to back, and this is the be- much better one. Like I was actually like I was like I've been like gripping with this, uh, having re like like reread it. Is like my feeling it is like how are these things feel different to me? And it's like hard to say outside of the specifics of like um, the like relationships being different. Um, but yeah, Kurt uh, busts himself out of uh, the uh, lineup by using his teleporting powers and punching a previous version of him. And then he saves this universe's version of Megan, um, who takes like a bullet for him. Yeah. Um, on the way out, um, and uh, it's like, okay, we got to get you to a, to a doctor, and it's like, well, no, no one will take me as a like I'm a I'm a freak, I'm a, I'm a mutant, I'm an outcast, I can't go to yeah. a doctor. Besides, these are bullets, special kill you instantly bullets. Yeah, these are kill you bullets, not not like normal bullets. Yeah, they're double die bullets. But like, I don't know. Like, I I think the reason why this death works for me is that it's kind of like there's this kind of beautiful like what might have been kind of feeling to mm-hmm. it. Like, uh, like this yeah, version's she- Megan just coming into like, you know, you know, a, a what could have been a better world for her, and the mm-hmm. the only thing that is uh. She only really gets to experience it in the last moments of her life. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it it. 
it's given more room to breathe. Mm-hmm. And it and it's got some bittersweet tang instead of the 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 kitty pride of oh no I'm evil and dying so go fuck up fuck up the other person that uh, betrayed me yeah it's it's definitely a lot like sillier you know she's like yeah because like I don't know like this universe's victim like villain like sorry this version's version of Megan is only a victim like she mm-hmm. she isn't one of the perpetrators of this world theoretically um but. You know, it's it's sad. It's it's real sad. Yeah. Um, there's there's just like I don't know. There's also just this like kind of like uh, resignation between the two of them. Like I don't know. Like it's 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 uh, a bit of tender moment uh, at the last minute is just nice. Um, meanwhile, um, Ileana <laughs> is. I don't know if she's, like, trying to seduce him specifically or is, like, trying to just, like, like, you know, come work for me kind of thing. It's it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, a big wacky fight happens between her and Rachel. We get a wizard battle. Yeah, it's a solid wizard battle. Um, a fucking car crashes through the... Like, Oh no, a police car crashed through my window, but that's illegal. It's not even been, like, an hour, I would guess. Yeah. And there's already another thing crashing through this building. Um, And, I, and Kurt jumps out to take out Ileana, and uh, also the Jessicars show up, because now they have probable calls. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and, and uh, Ma- Megan switches into looking like Kitty to... Uh, <laughs> accuse uh, Ileana to make her show off her magic powers in front of the Justicars. Yeah. And so uh, Ileana does the only sane thing to do and rips her face off and becomes a demon. Yeah, pulls all her skin off and reveals that her being a freaky demon underneath, I guess. You got some got some good faces going on on her. Yeah, it's a pretty solid looking demon design because it's not like... You know that how they do that thing usually, which is like, it's a girl demon, so it's got to look mm-hmm. like a girl... And this is just kind of like a nebulous, uh, gendered demon monster yeah. creature. I like it. Um, uh, fucking this universe's version of uh, Brian and his sister, right? Like that's yeah, that's Betsy, right? Yeah, that's Betsy. Yeah, who's alive in this universe? Alive um, and <laughs> alive and still white. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> had that happened yet or is that, that had like... happened okay fuck man that sucks do people know about in that in the 90s do people know about that i said like in the pod like in the podcast verse listening to this like that like the I... most iconic thing about betsy braddock is that she uh, possesses the body of a japanese woman for a really yeah. long time yes it, it, t- it was against her will there's that going for it, but yeah. not outside of the comic. Outside of the comic, it's like, why did you do this? Yeah, she literally becomes a character that just exists to be, like, a psychic ninja that makes, like, energy katanas after that point, too. Mm. Um, I do like the butterfly aesthetic that she's got when she uses her, like, yeah. uh, telekinesis stuff. I'm a I'm a strong proponent that, like, if you're going to do, like, psychic powers, you ha- they have to be incredibly personalized to the character. That's really hard oh, yeah. to do for like a like for everybody, but making it like distinct is always a thing. Like so having Rachel have her big uh the big Phoenix stuff, 
great. Giving uh, Betsy like the the butterfly aesthetic also great. Um, I don't think Ileana technically counts as a psychic, but it's the same kind of vibe thing. Her being demon powered also great. Um, I Charles love- Xavier always projecting his giant head. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. He's the great and powerful Oz. I can I can understand it. Um, it is true. I love I love the like pissing contest that happens here. Uh, like truly, genuinely, um, she gets uh, uh, Rachel gets like a fucking the like psychic equivalent of an adrenaline shot um, mm-hmm. by uh, by Betsy. Um, that juices are up and it's great. Uh, Rachel gets, gets so rarely gets to do fuck all to the conclusion of it, of an issue. So I was really sold on like, uh, you know, Ileana going like a beat you once I'll beat you again. Yeah. And then Rachel's just retorting, not on the best day of your entire misbegotten existence. Yeah. It's so good when Rachel gets to like, just go all out. Yeah, plus like the paneling also looks fantastic. We're yeah. like, the small bit of like the the energy that like um that uh Ileana is blasting out is just completely subsumed by the phoenix oh yeah uh and it's all bur- like all this like white like this white negative space is like burning away all of her power as well it looks fucking cool it's it's real good i also love when like you know Rachel, her hair is fire because that's the Phoenix thing. She's got the, like, the flame cloak. And, like, Ileana's on her knees with, like, psychic smoke coming off of her. Yeah. It's it's so good. (laughs) All the purple's been burned off and she's only left with pink. Yeah, she's just been absolutely blasted. Um, we get a ridiculous bit of, like, this universe's politics of, like, the Justicar trying to arrest... The high Justicar, who's uh, Brian's equivalent in this universe, for having powers, even though he used those powers to save the day. Yeah. And we get out of it by explaining, actually, Justicars are also superheroes, according to that rule. Yeah. All of the all of the things that would make uh, uh, superheroes get arrested, like the, they're wearing like uh, uh, helmets that uh, obscure their face and wearing silly spandex outfits would also qualify for, for the Justicars as much as it would the superheroes. So to get away on like a silly technicality, which I think yeah. is a, which is always like a, like a fun bit uh, on that kind of like dumb, like, um, like rules, lawyer, um, uh, paladin kind of like archetype. Mm. Yeah. Um, Just one of those, like, I'll give you the sundown to leave. Yeah. This I, like I said before, like there feels like there's just so much more that happens in this issue than it does in several other arcs of the Cross Time Caper. Yeah. It's really weird. It's just like very tightly, like a, a very tightly uh, told story. Um, so it doesn't, it just this doesn't feel like it drags. Or it's not terribly boring, uh, like some of the others were. But uh, speaking of issues that are very tightly paced and f- full of stuff, we have the next issue, <laughs> <laughs> which is like the opposite. Of that. Um, so n- the final chapter just kind of feels like it rushes to the point a bit. Like it feels like we were like meandering around in the realities of other places. Um, uh, and now we're just here now. 
Yeah. Um, we're in the hub. Uh, whatever the yeah. hub is, I'm I'm not familiar at all. Uh, it, it's it it's the hub. That's that's all you need to know. Is is it like a is it like a universal like like Grand Central Station? Is that what's going on here? It's where Merlin's daughter rules the multi like organizes and rules the multiverses from. Ah, I see. That makes more a lot more sense. Um, but yeah, um, the 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 cover is funny looking because it's the like. It's it's Opal and Saturnine arguing with the Excalibur while they're trying to clearly hide uh uh Rachel and she's dressed like Kitty. Um they didn't do a very good job of coloring her hair in this cuz they're supposed to look like a wig. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it's like her hair is like turning into Kitty Pride's hair. Yeah. Um would be my best guess if I didn't understand the context of what was happening. I do like the like classic like where's Phoenix? Phoenix who? I don't know a Phoenix. <laughs> Never heard of them. What's a Phoenix? One of them bird things. But yeah, we get we get a cross time comparison between the the uh, Opalunal Saturnine and Courtney Ross, who is uh, still uh, Saturnine. Yeah, uh, if we remember, she had previously turned Courtney Ross into a. Fucking ash cloud, yeah, um, and replaced her uh, to no. do something. I still yes. don't have any idea what her like grand scheme is. Um, All right, it's okay. We'll get into that in like another thirty issues. Fuck Christ! All right, get settle in, folks. <laughs> Currently, she's baking a cake for Kitty. Um, yeah. Uh. You ready for some symbolism? Oh, man. I I do like the fucking... Like, it feels like we're really rushing to the end of this a bit. Because now suddenly, like, Opaluda Saturnine's here and is like... God, you guys have fucked up things. <laughs> do you know how much, how much trouble you've put everything in? Yeah. Also, we're going to have to deal with the fucking Phoenix. Yeah. Remember that I sent Technic after the Phoenix and now you're in my home? Yes. With the Phoenix? Yeah. You've brought, you've brought a, a fucking neutron bomb to my house. All right. You you want to split this up between talking about uh the the, the kitty storyline and the, the Excalibur? Yeah, that seems like a smart decision. Yeah. So, um Kitty's um, doing the plot of Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what she's doing this week. Uh, Kitty's feeling sorry for herself on her birthday. Uh, Courtney decides to cheer her up with like making a cake and basically like, "Hey, we'll make a day of it. Like, I'm rich hmm. and I can help you out with getting you to f- fuck around and have some fun on your birthday." Hmm. Um, yeah, let me just be nice. Why? Um. Evil reasons, I'm sure. We we get a bafflingly sapphic moment between <laughs> Kitty Pride and Courtney Ross, where like she like tastes some of the cake she brought with her and then offers her finger to Kitty, who then like eats it off of her like her 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 finger, and they just all kind of, like kind of just stare at each other at the end of the shot. It's mm-hmm. something else. 
<laughs> it's like this whole thing was written as like a seduction. It's, Alan Davis is on record as saying that. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> Deranged. <laughs> um, I don't know. How old's Kitty again? Like right 15. now? Fifteen. Uh, she's 15 for the second time uh, yeah I don't like that I just not, that makes that a lot less fun it does uh, like it, there's 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 the other reading which is this is an old gay teaching a young gay how to how to gay <laughs> that's being extremely generous though it is <laughs> um the, the thing we all have to remember is this is gay as fuck. It's gay as fuck. Ho- hold on to that because it's the only nice thing about it. The, it's because it's impossible not to think about the age discrepancy. Even oh, if we're yeah. not count, like even we're, we are being as generous as possible. And it's like Courtney Ross. Courtney Ross is like Brian's age. And it's not yes. Courtney. It's it's Opal Lunar Saturnine who is some sort of a fascist. Yeah, some sort of yeah, which you know has an impact on her age obviously. Um yeah. fascism adds 30 years. Um, it does. But on top of that, like if she's anything comparable to like uh, the 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 um Omnitrix or the whatever she's called, um it, that seems to convey a certain weight of in- immortality and endlessness. Hmm. And like, I don't know. Like She's a fucking teenager. <laughs> She's between thirty and three million. Yeah, it's it's like there's just it's just so hard to like not be a dick about this scene where it's like ah oh, this would be really fun if like Kitty was just not high school age. Like, it would be, unfortunately. <sighs> yeah. Um, the rest of this is, I think, a little bit more platonic, and therefore, yeah. I think, fine. It's cute. Like, it's cute. Yeah, it's... It, it's it, it, most of it's cute. It's very fairy godmother. It's, it's like, uh, Kitty gets, uh, dressed up for the ball, and they get to, like, like, not literally, obviously, they just, like, she, she gets a makeover, uh, and looks somehow like she's in her 40s. Yeah, um, that that like, hairstyle is doing nothing for her. Yeah, it's 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 very murder she wrote. Um, she also makes a reference to Pygmalion because she's a nerd, <laughs> and then court then then Opa Luna Ross corrects her is like, oh no, that's not what happened in Pygmalion. She she made it through just fine. Yeah, like the dresses look nice. I like I like I like uh, uh, Opa Luna Ross is. Uh, uh, a general vibe going on here. Yeah. Uh, it's like cute. It's a cute uh, back and forth. It's a lot of like, cause uh, like I can't stop thinking about it now because like the whole vibe of like what's happening here is like, she's treating her like an adult. Like that's the whole mm-hmm. like thing. Like, oh yeah. Like, you know, Kitty is always like she's the she's the kid member of the of the team. She is she is designated sidekick. Uh so getting it's like getting to be treated like an adult for once is like cool. But like uh, that's like that's like literally groomer behavior. <laughs> yes. It's like 
literally like that's the like joke like out of the playbook is like haha you look so mature for your age <laughs> oh man okay but like it, it's cute it's supposed to be cute but i can't stop thinking about it i can't stop reading yeah. into it look I- we we have to take the comic as it is and that includes the the, the the bad parts we have to actually talk about them instead of pretend they don't exist yeah i just don't i feel like a dick because it's like it's a cute scene if you like ignore the sapphic connotations of yeah. the relationship that's happening here like if you just treat it as like a yeah. platonic like it's it's she's doing the fairy godmother thing she's yeah. flying her around the world and get, get, like letting her go on expensive dates and yeah. Uh, mess around and you know get to experience like the high life for once yeah uh that part is really cute if Uh, you picture it as your cool gay aunt that giving you a cool birthday yeah that part's really fun like they fly out to paris and she she rabble rouses um uh uh with a bunch of people in paris Yeah, Opalina Ross has to like you know signal her how to order champagne, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a cute scene. Yeah, she buys her like a car. She buys her a Jaguar. Um, <laughs> and Kitty is such a nerd that she's like, "No, it's illegal for me to drive. Don't you fly a plane? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's illegal for me to drive. That would be breaking the law. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Cop- what well, cop's gonna pull me over in the air?" <laughs> I do enjoy her just phasing into the car instead of opening the door for literally no reason. Yeah, just that's just how she works. It like it, but like, shouldn't she be doing that though? Because it like it's a, like her her power like fucks with the electronic. I guess like I guess the only electronics do the car door to be like fucking up the automatic windows. Yeah, <laughs> which would be like a pain in the dick, but like it's probably fine. Yeah, it's a 90s sports car. It probably doesn't have automatic windows. Damn, you got me there. Um, but yeah, it's cute. They there's a lot of uh uh there's a lot of basically like um what's like the the word I'm looking for? Like wealth tourism. Like it's yeah. a lot of like uh you know, you get to you get to you get to you get to experience what it's like to live in the high life and everyone, you know, where everybody is like schmoozing you and you're dancing and you're happy and everyone's drunk and you get you get a brand new car by this like cool older woman who you know uh just thinks you're cool for no reason mm-hmm. <laughs> and like yeah i don't know like i'm in, i'm i guess like i'm just like saying all that so that i can kind of separate it from like the thing that i guess i'm going to just say next which is to continue on my previous point where like all this is cute if you, as long as you take it from platonic, but the problem is, is that like, especially because that that is that initial scene really primes you for like a really particular kind of reading, and these look like lesbians. Yes. The, the problem is, is there's a massive age discrepancy, which again, I'm not gonna say would be fine without the other con like other things that happen in the scene, but it's like less creepy, but a, a substantial amount of the things that um that like uh saturnine ross is doing here are like inappropriate yeah um, and and in the background it, it, with with the age discrepancy she's a fascist yes she's that, a, she's an evil lady we know she's evil we know she has ulterior motives yeah so it's like the least of her problems that she's also probably grooming 
uh, Kitty Pride here. Um, but it definitely adds to the grooming thing. Yeah, it's just it's like it's like the little things about it that really like get me about it. It's like the um, the like you know like again emphasizing like emphasizing a sort of sense of maturity in the younger p- uh, person. There's a huge amount of like power indifference, like. Oh yeah, so uh, much. The amount of money that she has access to, the fact that she just flew her halfway across the world, uh, away from um anything else she knows in life. She's entirely isolated by her. Uh and she's also be give- is given a incredibly uh, uh inappropriately expensive gift on a whim. Like it hmm. creates a really strong sense of like dependency, which is a thing that uh groomers exploit. I, it sucks that like rumor got turned into like a weird like, uh, like psychotic right wing thing because it is a mm-hmm. really valuable term, and like I don't know. I guess we're just using the I'm using this random ass fucking comic to talk about like how fucking creepy this is. Um. Uh, even though I don't really think it's intended to, I think it's just that it does a really good job of like emulating that the this kind of groomer behavior this kind of like power mm-hmm. indifference this sort of like inappropriate relationship between a minor and an, and an adult uh in such a direct and isolated way um but yeah that's just all i really wanted to say about that um hard, hard not to see it um, yeah hard hard not to see it hard and once you see it you can't ignore it yeah it's and like i said it's a difference of like authorial intent and also like the reading so, like, you know, take it with a grain of salt that I may not necessarily, like, you may not agree with me about that, but it's just, it's my, like, strongly held belief uh, and feeling yeah. in the, about this scene. Anyways, um... Uh, Back to the the Omniversal Hub. Yes. Where, uh... They're <laughs> sorting out what they are, what they plan to do about the fact that, uh... I'm, I'm not clear, does, like, Opal Luna Satterline want to kill her? Or, like, send her to Omni-Jail for the crime of being the Phoenix? They don't know, but they but they know you don't send Technic to capture somebody unless you're willing to rough someone up. Yeah. The Phoenix is evidently what is what is called a threat to reality. Um, I mean, come on, when's the last time the Phoenix destroyed a planet? Really? <laughs> Recently? um in comic times it's been at least a few months possibly years but yeah their plan is to get her uh dressed up like uh kitty and put on a wig and then hopefully that will work out and they won't be able to guess they hadn't realized it what if we just put her in a trench coat and a hat (laughs) that only works if you're the thing (laughs) or mojo or mojo um, we had a really funny comedy scene where there's the immigration inspector who is the most, like, cartoonish, like, literally out of a political comic-shaped man, um, who they're trying to add to immigration, mm. um, which they summon the master artist, oh, this is gonna be a hard word to say, artist archivist, but it's like, yes, one word, art like, artist archivist. Uh, whatever they, they're supposed to officially draw all the <laughs> all the reference sheets for all the people being added to, to the yes um, yeah this is another uh, john byrne reference 
That that it's John Byrne is here again, and he's yelling at Chris Claremont for constantly changing people's outfits. Yes, I love that bit. It's the, like a simple job. You said no hassles, no stress. You promise just record the appearance of every super being in our comprehensive files when set for each character on each world from each end of the uh, continuums to the other. Do you know how many that is? And they're always changing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, one one bit of trivia that's not important. He's got the little fishes on his Superman emblem because uh-huh. that's how John Burns like saw the Super Superman emblem when he was like six and how he learned to draw it. Amazing, that's incredible. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I was like, okay, is it like a goldfish bit? Is it just like a weird bit of like uh, nonsense uh, that I had no context for? They can do like a comedy, like cartoon pile dust up um, over it, which lets yeah. them get away from the problem. Um, they're trying, they're trying they're to get in, but they now have to fight all of the goons. There's so many goons, and no, and no, no, Captain Britain goons show up too. Yeah, alternate reality, uh, Captain Britons, I guess. Yeah, because well, this is where the uh, Captain Britain Corps is. It's this fucker's fault. (laughs) Once again, it's Captain Britain's fault. God. I do like... There's a lot more creativity on display with the, like, alternate reality Britons here than most things are. Because they're kind of, like, different... Like... Like... Because, like, the existence of, like, the United Kingdom and, like, Britain has uh, substantially changed its, like central identity over centuries it's just a very old place so it has a lot of that um so we get like a a more like uh uh roman centurion equivalent of a Mm -hmm. a captain britain um and there's like a more welsh one uh there's a like (laughs) there's a uh uh uh, chevalier britain and which is the a uh britain under french rule uh Mm. equivalent um, who's like a who's a musketeer type with his with his um, rapiers, which really just feels like it exists just so that uh, um, Nightcrawler can have another duel. <laughs> and and I'm all there for it. I'm all there for any time Nightcrawler can have a duel. I just love that he like I like I I, I really want to believe that he has those rapiers on the go, but just doesn't use them unless it's specifically to like. Duel somebody else with a rapier. Yeah, it, he, it's look. Sometimes there are other swords other than rapiers. True, but it's really funny. <laughs> they just he just has them because fuck it, why not? It's part of his secondary mutation. <laughs> <laughs> the ability to summon rapiers. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ. I wish. God. Um. Fucking. Megan gets to save the day. I've noticed a lot that like when 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 push comes to shove, the person who gets most of the work done in most scenes is Megan. It's kind of yeah. wild. Um, yeah, Me- Megan gets to save the day so often, and it's, it's great. Co- it's cool because like I I guess like I'm not sure how much it comes across to the podcast, but like Megan is like the flighty bimbo of the crew. Like yeah. that's that's her her archetype. Her archetype is like Manny, manic pixie dream girl in a very literal sense, and it's cool that she like a lot of the problems are solved by her like hulking out and um, like 
I want to know what would have happened when she fought Juggernaut. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> remember you like like months ago when she like became huge and almost fought Juggernaut? Oh yeah. <laughs> like that would have been a fight to the ages. <laughs> but it's such a fun fight. Um, I. I, I like to believe the only reason why, like, they just phased her through Juggernaut is because, like, we don't know what would have happened <laughs> if they slugged it out. <laughs> we don't know how much of the tectonic plates would have been fundamentally shifted. Britain would have sunk into the sea. <laughs> um, fucking, but yeah, it's cool. But yeah, Megan um, is, like, blue- and she's got, like, both the rapiers. And the next time we see them, this guy's beaten. So you know yeah. that it's, like, something that had to have, like, cool had to have happened. Um, Captain Britain is getting absolutely slobber-noctered by uh, uh, Captain Brit- yeah. Britannicus. Um, but unfortunately, we have a... Racism decides to show up. Oh, God, yeah. That, that is an abysmal... Like, it's a very, like, racist Chinaman kind of thing going on. Oh, yeah. With, with the accent... Yeah, it's it's not good. Don't like it. Don't like um, it at all. Um Captain Kimri uh shoots uh Rachel with a goo. Um mm. uh yeah. We have our Alium show up. Yeah. Alium Captain Britain. Yeah, that guy's great. Um uh she splatters out of the goo. Um uh Nightcrawler is pretended to be knocked unconscious, but it's just Megan carrying him on her shoulder and, like, is just stole the guy's clothes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and luckily, there's a big screen so they can all see Captain Britain getting punched in the face and be like, oh, yeah, we should probably help him. Yeah. Oh, no. Br- <laughs> Brian's on his own. He's doomed. <laughs> um,. We get a weird moment where uh, Rachel uses her telekinetic force to, like, crush Captain Britain's toes uh, in a funny way. Yes, in a comedy bit way. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, like, this, like, this, this, like, I want to know this alien uh, uh, Captain Britain's story. Like, he's got, like, he looks kind of like Thug does um, Mm -hmm. from TechNet, but he's got, like noodle hands like they're not noodle arms he has like boneless arms but then his uh, he his appendages come out into little fingies and he's like a frog man yeah he he's got tentacle arms that branch off into a billion tentacle fingers yeah i want to know his story desperately it's like it's like that one shot of the green lantern core where there's just a giant shark that's a green lantern (laughs) i want to know his arc (laughs) <laughs> that's the sign of a good like you know like a s- little splash panel it's like i want to know that one little goobers <laughs> whole thing yeah it's it's i just i just he just looks cool hmm. i funny little frog man my heart goes out to you he he gets his frog legs cooked by by lockheed but luckily there's a pool nearby yeah it, it like like Excalibur is so barely not Looney Tunes. It's it's kind of impressive. Like it's straining against not just being a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> um fucking Captain Britannicus gets laid out by like actual straight up like 
like uh s like fmg muscle girl like <laughs> fetish uh megan like she's been big before but this is like literally fetishistically muscular yeah this yes you, you can see literally every muscle including muscles that don't exist Hundred mm-hmm. percent. like this is the kind of thing i've drawn before um <laughs> uh punches him out of the building which is fucking great um, megan brutification yes uh, which I love how all of this was just so they could go say hi. Yeah, just because they they couldn't get they couldn't get a a a, a time and place to visit the Opaluna Center Nine, so they're like, okay, we'll cut in line. That's illegal. We're gonna beat you up for doing that. Yeah, uh, she shows up and she's like, all right, I fixed your dumb widget. Uh, get your shit and get out. It was, it was full of beans and a spider and <laughs> random junk. Yeah, no Why'd you put all that shit in there? <laughs> it's full of like all of the guns in t- inside of a giant foundry. <laughs> why, why? And like a and like a a speed racer car. Why did you do that? Um, she's she's. She's very flippant with these assholes, and it's great. Yeah. She she makes it very clear that she is seen through their dumb bit, but it'd be more trouble to, like, uh, deal with it right now. So I'll let you go. Yeah. Uh, she zoinks them into, like, a cave with a staircase. Um, I don't know how that exists. But it exists. Don't 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 worry about it. It's just it's just like the giant like the uh, caves under New Orleans in in a uh, Marvel. Yeah, you got me there. Water t- water tables don't exist. Um, we get a little bit of a oh awkward moment when uh, uh, Megan flies off to scout ahead. Like, did they really make it back? And she like flies into the arms of Kurt instead of Brian, who yeah. looks very like, huh? what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and and nightcrawl is also very confused yeah it's great i i i we as we've definitely talked about this on the podcast before but i love when a character is just saying an exclamation point <laughs> it's it's so cartoony but it's yeah. like i think it's so much better than having like prose there or like um like some other like thing to try just, and like just, denote it or, or like, just a wah yeah, Whoa. it's a perfect bit of confusion, yeah. and it, it also, also importantly, saves on panel space. Yes, <laughs> which is at a premium. It's okay in the second panel. They use that save panel space to make the exclamation and question mark bigger. Yeah, which is great. Which is good. Uh, and then guess who's come home for dinner? <laughs> Galactus came for a little bit of of, of of tea and crumpets. My boy, my big beautiful son, who I'm afraid of. <laughs> my the biggest purplest boy, Galactus. Oh, he's so cool. I I like. I can't explain how like how Galactus, who should be one of the dumbest aesthetics is somehow cool to me. Like, he's this giant, goofy, purple and blue man with a big metal hat. But he's so imposing about it somehow. It's, yeah, he's, impo- 
He's he's just got gravitas. Yeah, it's the same thing I feel about Darkseid. Like, Darkseid is a craggly gray man in a tunic. Like, he is he is the doofiest looking motherfucker, but they just sell him so well. It's great. It's 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 great. He, it's I maybe maybe part of it's because like he's always like Galactus is also fucking enormous. Mm. Like I strain to think of other things that are like his size, like the Celestials. I guess are they the same size mm-hmm. as the Galactus? Depending on who's drawing them, yes. Yeah, like they they're like they because they have like forms that are like you could fill like the ocean with them kind of like level yeah. sizes. So like yeah, um. But yeah, he's just got his... He's like palming the top of the tower with his hand, too. Which is deranged. <laughs> like, it's very... It feels very comedy. Like, he's gonna pop it open. Like, hello, anybody home? Yeah, just... just Gotta, gotta, gotta check to see if anyone's there. Also, like... Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I thought that, like, Galactus, like, normally flew around on, like, a giant throne. Like, that looked like a giant, like, Kirby like flying city um it, that come that comes and goes okay i wasn't sure if that was like that's something that got changed out for this big orb and i just didn't know about that um because my only real knowledge of this character is in the like um silver surfer cartoon or like <laughs> cosmic uh cosmic ghost rider <laughs> and everybody knows the silver surfer cartoon it's it's a cultural touchstone yes Listen, <laughs> you're not the only old one here. Look, we both made a reference to wizards. Just like, yeah, that's a thing people understand. <laughs> you're slowly needing a Wikipedia to understand the references <laughs> in this podcast. But yeah, we have talked for like a good five minutes on this last panel of like shock and horror. Uh, last, they finally got like they've gotten home and they're they're finally returned to the lighthouse. And oh no, there's Galactus. <laughs> I like like I love the Galactus just showing up like like he he has an he has he like he's the size of a city and he flies around in a moon and like you'd think other people would be like hey man is that Galactus just in the middle of England what's he doing there isn't he not supposed to eat this place? <laughs> Wasn't there like a deal we had? Yeah. Look, if I don't see Galactus, uh, somebody else will deal with him. <laughs> He's clearly somebody else's problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it is. It, like, unless you're like literally Reed Richards, I guess you would really just have to consign yourself to that fate of like, well, Galactus is here again. I hope he's just. On his bullshit fucking around with a random person today yeah. for no reason. Because otherwise, it's the end of the world. Yeah. That's the imagine, two options. Yeah, imagine you're like Daredevil or, or the Punisher. What you gonna do? Yeah, you just see in the news like Galactus showed up again today to like fuck around with Excalibur. What's an Excalibur? Who's an Excalibur? Like, because I refuse to I refuse <laughs> to believe anybody knows who Excalibur is outside of England. Like... Like they just seem like the most goober. Like why? Why would why would Spider Man know anything about Excalibur? 
Well, Spider-Man knows about Captain Britain. He was roommates with him. Fucking Christ, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, Christ. Back when Brian was still studying for his doctorate. Because he's a fucking doctor of yeah. physics. It, yeah, astrophysics. Christ, on a cracker. <laughs> yes, oh. our punch man is smart. Our, our brain-dead himbo brick-for-a-brain uh, a punch d- dude is, in fact, an astrophysicist. Yeah, it turns out your brain being good at math does not mean you're good at social cues. Oh, Christ. Uh, it's, it is that flabbergasts me over and over again. <laughs> I am hit by it again and again. Just, I sideswipe you with, with it every time. It's well, great. Because, like, Brian's normal is the thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, 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 Rachel, Kitty, and Kurt, and Megan are all mutants. So, mm-hmm. like... So like Brian is this is the like designated straight person chaperone for the rest of the gays. <laughs> that's like how that's his vibe. Um, yeah, and Kitty's there to be the tech person, so Brian ba- rarely gets to show off his nerd side. And it's a shame too, because I actually think that's some of my favorite moments yeah. in this comic is when is when Brian and Kitty get to like nerd out about technology. That shit's yeah, great. It- it's nice when they get to bond. It's actually why I, I, I honestly before we leave the my the, like for the, for this week. It's actually I think one of my big problems with Alistair Stewart as a character outside of the kind of creepy annoying love triangle shit that they're doing mm-hmm. um is that his role could have been replaced by just remembering that Brian is an astrophysicist. Yeah. And like that could have given a lot of fun moments between him and kitty and like they could all play off each other a bit more and i just i don't know i just i don't like alistair i think he just adds nothing to the story he he doesn't add anything he's just there to ungay kitty and rachel i like forget that he's in this comic until he shows up to like do a thing like it's it's easy to forget him yeah he's because he's not really technically part of the team he's like like a stowaway Hmm. basically and he never really does anything. He's just yeah. there. Most of his existence is there to be like a romantic interest for people, for a blue woman to try and sleep with him, and to like tinker with Widget, which again just feels like something that could have been more settled upon with we the got, others. We got two people that can tinker with Widget already. We yeah. don't need a third. It's weird to call back a reference to Project Horizons. Oh boy! <laughs> if let we me, remember, let me strap the, in here. If we remember the podcast this used to be, <laughs> there's a point that I complained about several times in that story, where Morning Glory feels like a redundant character, specifically because they're like she was always going to be written out of the story or like on the heels of being written out of the story. But Somber never wanted to get like like cave to fan pressure mm-hmm. apparently. But the, it created a lot of these problems where she's supposed to be this like savant surgeon genius level intellect scientist but she doesn't actually do anything in the story and there's several instances like one of the most uh, uh one of the key ones is that blackjack is suffering from a drug overdose after being on literally all of the drugs and they take her to a doctor 
And the person that takes her to that doctor is like their raider companion who doesn't seem like they should know that much about, you know, biochemistry. Mm -hmm. And you have a perfectly good doctor character that you could could do all that stuff through. And it's just a feels like a missed opportunity. And weirdly, that kind of feels like a similar problem that I have with Alistair Stewart. Alistair Stewart feels superfluous, but he's there because I guess maybe like they just didn't feel confident. Like, I guess they just, for, maybe they forgot that Brian's a scientist, I guess. But I they bring they just it up. Wanted this, I think they just wanted the second love triangle. Yeah, I guess. That sucks, though. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Um. Oh, well. Just just let them be roommates. Come on. Yeah, let them be roommates. Or if you're just not going to do that, you can just let these uh teenagers just have normal platonic relationships. I get yes. that that's a hard ask for the X-Men. I get that. <laughs> Do not get me wrong. I understand that they live in a soap opera universe um, that where everyone is kissing everyone literally all of the time. Yeah, but it's great. It's great, but like you could have done without it, and you and I think that you, we could have had way more time spent on this Megan Kurt Brian thing um, because like. There's, there's parts of, like, because when, when we do actually acknowledge, like, that relationship, it's one of the things I like the most about this story. But it's just, it feels crowded by this Alistair stuff. I hate yeah. it. It sucks. Don't like it. But, you know, whatever. It's the 80s, and we couldn't have just made it so that these two gay teens kiss. Um, that just was never going to happen, I guess. Well, no, um, it's the 90s, and we still can't have the two gay teens kiss. Yeah, you got me there. I forgot that we're in the 90s now. We're in the yeah. dreaded 90s. Uh, we've, we've we've entered the era of Adam X the Extreme. Yeah, we are in the Adam the X the Extreme. All right, let's do recurring bits and then let's close this out on All what right. we're doing next week. Okay, uh, fashion watch. Um, I I mean I mean the biggest fashion is probably going to be uh uh, uh Luna, uh Courtney Ross or Stein. I think I'm still gonna probably give it to Kitty. In the like uh, magical makeover moment, like she yeah. looks forty for some reason in that because of her like hair and stuff, but she does look great. It, Kitty doesn't seem like she's a character who gets to dress up uh, often, uh, and she's a frumpy nerd with uh, with glasses uh, and f- and fluffy hair. So it's very clear that she is very like, you know, she is of the type of character who goes to a magical makeover. Uh, so she looks cute. Uh, I don't like the green for her, but I don't like green in general. And I also don't drink, like green in comics most of the time. It's just mm-hmm. a rough color. Um, but she looks great. Yeah. Saturnine also looks great. Like the regular Saturnine, like the, the fucking uh, Magistrix, uh, she always looks great. She looks like something I would draw. Um, <laughs> I like love that just, she's got fur, but only on one side. Yeah, literally deranged. Perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Love it. Um, but, um, as for Excalibur of the week, um, I'm probably going to give it to Megan again. Like, I don't know. I want to give it to like, like, I want to give it like to Megan the most, but like, uh, because like she just gets to do a lot and that's great. I always love when Megan gets to do things, but I'm also going to give like a secondary, like a consolidation prize or a consolation, not consolidation, consolation prize. Brian gets a cool, like, uh, against all, like, against the odds moment. Like, yeah. Like, Brian getting to be a superhero is cool. 
because he doesn't get to do it all that often because he's kind of the butt of the joke. But like you, when you remember that like Brian is like a a superhero ass superhero is always cool. Like down and out, the chips are down. He's being swarmed by ghouls, and he's protecting like the woman he loves and like uh, who, someone who be- he believes to be one of his closest friends uh, as they're like dying and burning behind them on this like precarious uh, uh, a gorge into a burning uh, <laughs> a burning river Thames <laughs> is cool. It's great. It's a great little moment. Yeah. Um. And and he didn't do bad in the next issue either. No, he's he, he got to have a fun fight with other Captain Britons. Yes, it which is great. But I I do really like uh Rachel getting to like like unlimited powered like blast Ileana cuz I'm always a sucker for like cuz like Ileana through the rest of the, the the comic is just like very smug, very in her own power. Uh, you know, I'm the dark I'm the dark child with an E. I'm in this invincible demon uh, uh possessed monster thing. I cannot be stopped. I cannot be beaten. Uh, nothing can nothing can seize me. Uh, and she had previously bested Rachel, but, you know, it's one of those Rachel had a head cold, basically, yeah. kind of moments. And then Rachel being able to, like, unleash the unlimited power of the sun on her <laughs> is really cool. I'm, I'm a sucker for when a character gets blasted so hard, they are crumpled on the ground and smoking from it. Always it's very good. Cool. Always fucking radical. Um, but, yeah, gonna give it a three-way tie between the three of them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with you on that one. Yeah, fucking sick. Um, I'm, we're gonna miss Alan Davis dearly <laughs> after the end of this. At Alan Davis and Paul Neary, we're gonna miss you <laughs> until we, like, until next time. <laughs> until oh. next time. We're gonna miss this hair. Yeah, I can't remember if it's, like, the teeth guy, like, uh, like, replaces them, like, immediately after this. I think um, it's it's just a bunch of guys. It's yeah, just be a uh, bunch Chris, of different dudes. Chris Wozniak is the guy I'm thinking of, who's like the the t- where the teeth are all one solid like mass that aren't differentiated, ah, yeah. and it looks really weird. Um. Uh. But yeah, um, we should talk about what we're doing next week. What are we? What are we? What are we reading next? Next. Week? All right, next week it's going to be issues 25, 26 and 27. Damn. Are we are we starting to get through? <laughs> are we starting to chew through them now? Yeah, we're back in we're in the fill-in era and there's not really pl- plots. They're just yeah. issues. Yeah. This one is like like this last one is kind of like the technical conclusion of the cross time caper. Yeah. But we'll get to it when we get to it, but it's a, it feels a little lacking uh yeah. in some ways uh but you know well we'll get there when we get there so uh that again was 25 26 27 yeah yep all right well uh this is a long one <laughs> um but uh i guess uh we'll just play us out same x time same, same x, x channel. channel bye bye, bye. When we go